Since Joe Biden was formally inaugurated as president on Wednesday afternoon, something weird's been going on. Online conspiracy theorists and right-wing groups have been going through a breakup with Donald Trump. Groups like the Proud Boys were once big supporters of Trump. Now they've rebuked him. And believers of QAnon, who thought the inauguration would finally be the day that Donald Trump took full control of the government and exposed the deep state, they were disappointed to have their bubble deflated. So without Trump, what's next for this online extreme right that became so enamored with the Trump presidency? Recode's Adam Clark Estes is here to talk about it. Hey, Adam. Hi, Teddy. So is that a fair overview of the last few days? Tell me what's been happening in the online extremist community in the opening days of the Biden administration. When Biden got sworn in as president, a lot of conspiracy theorists suddenly realized that their conspiracy theories didn't come true. This was never supposed to happen. Trump was supposed to change the course of history, and he didn't in this way. And what we saw from groups like QAnon is sort of, in some cases, a a total abandonment of their beliefs. An admin of a popular forum on 8kun, which is a site where a lot of QAnon theories are spread, actually deleted all the content from the forum after Biden took over. He called it an act of euthanasia because what had happened there all turned out to be false. Uh, So, you know, apocalypse or not, a lot of these online extremists aren't going away. Uh, they might come up with a new conspiracy theory. We've seen this happen time and time again over history. If if one thing doesn't come true, they they find another thing to believe in. Right. And these things existed before Trump. They were certainly emboldened by Trump. But tell me about kind of how we got to this moment. A lot of experts I've talked to have traced what happened on Capitol Hill back to neo-Nazi groups in the early 1980s. This is when some white supremacists connected to the internet for the first time and set up bulletin boards and used the internet for recruiting. And we saw these efforts improve over the course of 20 or 30 years up to the point where they had millions of people believing in, in theories that they had been pushing for decades. An inflection point came in 2014 with something called Gamergate. Uh, this is when a community of gamers organized themselves in a a harassment campaign uh, against women who they thought were uh, taking over gaming culture and and changing it into something they didn't like. A lot of historians kind of point to this moment as the time when online extremists found a way to break through to the mainstream. And they did this kind of taking advantage of the algorithms that companies like Facebook and Twitter use to distribute content. They figured out how to game these algorithms and sort of trick people in the mainstream into sharing ideas that were popular with white supremacists and neo-Nazis. And that became known as the alt-right, which basically just became pro-Trump and the Republican Party after Trump got elected. Okay, so now what happens? I mean, Trump is not on the major platforms anymore. Uh, He's obviously no longer president. A lot of the conspiracy theories that have been promoted uh, didn't pan out, to put it mildly. What happens to these movements if they existed beforehand? Presumably, they're going to keep existing in some fashion going forward, no? So there are a couple of things that could happen going forward. One is that this deplatforming that's happening, it's not just Trump that's getting kicked off Facebook and Twitter. It's a lot of extremists and conspiracy theory groups and QAnon supporters. They're all getting kicked off of these platforms, too. But they are collecting in other places. Telegram is becoming popular with extremists. And there's an argument to be made that actually by 
pushing extremists into the corner uh, where they can talk to other extremists, you create these echo chambers that are potentially even more dangerous than allowing them to be out in the open. That said, it's also not a given that these folks will stay off of these platforms. Facebook and Twitter have always had trouble moderating their content and, and keeping extremists off their sites for good. There's also reason to believe that Trump might come back to Facebook. Mm -hmm. Facebook recently announced that it was sending the decision to ban him permanently to its oversight board. And so within three months, he could be back on that platform doing what he's done before, at least until Facebook decides to ban him again. So that's a pretty pessimistic outlook, both of them, I realize. Either the online extremists get more extreme or they come back onto the mainstream and continue spreading their message. But it goes without saying that after January 6th, Uh, It became very clear to everyone paying attention that the online extremist movement is millions of people strong. It's much more mainstream than we realized and also much more dangerous. Adam Clark Estes, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Teddy. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.